Hey guys, this is Sam and you're listening to the Facing the Sun podcast, the show that helps shine a light on building a better you. Good morning, my friends. Happy Monday and welcome to another episode of Facing the Sun. As always, I am Sam, your host, and today we are talking about something that needs to be talked about, but something I I don't love shedding light on, but I know we need to. And that is Ed, uh, my eating disorder that I had in my early-ish 20s. In last week's episode, I mentioned how that was kind of a contributing factor to disrupting my gut biome and my gut-brain axis. And a few of you reached out to me one, expressing gratitude for bringing that to the light because it is a difficult thing to talk about, but also they admitted to they were struggling with the same thing. And guys, eating disorders are such a bear and they can be so detrimental in so many different ways. And so I, one, want this episode to be a safe space for anyone that is also struggling with that, but also to be really frank with you guys uh, about how how damaging it is and what you can do to get out of that space because you need to know that you are so much better than what the scale or the mirror is telling you you should be. And the thing that frustrates me so much is social media these days is so fake. The pictures that you see of these women and these bodies, they're they're not even real. And there are some corporate, you know, companies that are getting better at not photoshopping and not tuning up all of these bodies that you see on these campaigns, but I grew up, I was in high school and and college when it was so normal to photoshop the shit out of everything. And women started to become more sexualized and that started to become just kind of the norm. I mean, my first job in college, besides lifeguarding in the summer, I worked at at Victoria's Secret. And listen, guys, like I, I love my body now. I definitely still do struggle with it sometimes because I pick things apart, but I am six feet tall. I have swimmer shoulders and I just, my body is not built to be slender. It just has never been that way. And I am totally okay with it now. I I love my body. I love being tall. I love being strong, but being in high school, you know, being as tall as a lot of the boys and being an athlete that put me a little bit on an Island and it was an Island I did not want to be on. I remember so badly wanting to be, you know, five, five, and be short and be skinny, you know? So I didn't feel like I was one of the dudes, you know? Like I I wanted to feel small and feminine and dainty and I just never felt that way. And that was really hard uh, for, you know, little insecure teenage me. And when I gained all of the weight my freshman year of college, that clearly did not help. And I kind of got inside myself a little bit. I I was a recluse. I didn't really want to make friends and found some friends through CrossFit, as mentioned last week, and started to lose the weight. But then that became my obsession is, oh my God, the weight's coming off. I'm getting skinnier. I'm finally in a spot where I I can achieve that dream that I had for so long. And this concept of self-love did not exist in my brain yet. It was still this concept of comparison. I want to look like her. 
I want to be like her. Once I look like her, I'll be happy. Once I weigh this much, I'll be happy. And obviously life is about the journey, not the destination, as cheesy as that sounds. But as long as I was shooting for a goal like that, I was never going to be satisfied. And look, lo and behold, I hit my first goal weight. It wasn't enough. And so I had to keep losing weight. Oh no, I'm considered unhealthily skinny for my height and my frame, but I still don't look the way that girl does. So I need to keep eating less and I need to keep working out more. And it got to the point where I was so wildly obsessed with looking a certain way that I would legitimately do anything to not deviate from my plan. And so I became obsessed and I became completely lost in this idea of looking and being something else that I legitimately lost who I was. And it finally got to the point where I was I was at JCW's, a fast food restaurant, with a couple of my friends after a CrossFit competition that was pretty standard. We would go you know, work out all day and then go eat some fast food. And, but that, you know, that didn't fit my macros. And so I would, I would go eat the fast food with my friends and then I would go throw up in the bathroom so I didn't have to count those calories. And I was pretty good at hiding it until, uh, as soon as I finished eating like like clockwork, I was like, I got to go to the bathroom. And my friend kind of gave me a look, a side eye, if you will. And without me knowing, followed me into the bathroom and, confronted me when I came out of the bathroom stall and not in, not in a, a shaming kind of way, which I'm very grateful to her for, uh, even to this day, but it, it was just, uh, Sam, what, what, what are you doing? What do, what do you need that you aren't getting and how can I help you? Because unfortunately with eating disorders, uh, it's not something that you can usually fix on your own. You need to have accountability and you need to have a support system that rewrites the rhetoric you have in your head of why you're doing what you're doing. And so I was like, yep, you're right. I have completely lost control and ironically was helping other people with their nutrition at the time and had to stop doing that because my judgment was so clouded and so foggy and kind of just, I kind of just stopped for a, a lot of things for a minute there. Uh, put my scale uh, in a locked room that I didn't have access to. And I got pretty sick uh, for a minute there because I started to try to eat more food, but my body just couldn't handle it because it was used to not, I mean, operating on fumes essentially. But the thing I really want to focus on today with you guys is just let's talk about the bright side of taking care of your body. And if you are in this place where you feel like you need to have that control or you feel like you need to look or feel a certain way, baby girl, you don't. You don't. Society is lying to you. This is what I hate so much about the world we live in. Everyone lives on a screen and that's not actually how they're living. That's not actually what they do and that's not actually how they look. And trust me, if I didn't need social media for my job and to make a living, I would go off the grid completely because social media has messed with me so much in my life before. 
But if you are struggling with this, the one thing I want you to know initially is you are not alone. You are not by yourself. And this is absolutely something that you can change. You are not stuck. You're not going to be like this forever. There are resources, there are people, there are programs, there are places that you can go that can help you with this. And so let's look at the relationship with food and your body. Your body, as cheesy as this sounds, is like a car. And this is the analogy that my uh, my therapist at the time really, really got me to pay attention to because I'm an athlete. And uh, she was like, how do you expect your car to go anywhere on an empty tank of gas? She's like, do you know how damaging that is to the car itself to try to start it and drive it with no gas? It's not going to work. It's not going to go anywhere. And also, if you put cooking oil in the gas tank instead of the gas that it needs, it's going to ruin the car. Then you're never going to be able to drive it again. And I remember looking at her and I was like, yeah, I'm like, I'm like a 2001 Toyota Corolla at best. So not really worried about damaging the car. And this is what I want to point out is my, the view that I had of myself because of this, this habit that I had, this disorder that I had, I had no value in my head. So it was fine that I was doing all of these things because nobody cared. It wasn't going to matter. And we worked for so long. I am still not great at it. Self-love is something I feel like I learn every single day. But we worked so hard at getting me to the point where I felt like I deserved better. I deserved more. And that practice is is what eventually led me to, you know, changing my life and starting over. So it's powerful. It's powerful stuff. But you have to buy in to the fact that you actually want it to get better first. And so if you're listening to this and you're, you're kind of on the edge, uh, if you're not doing it for yourself, do it for me. Please adopt the idea that you deserve more and you deserve better because you do. And when you start taking the steps to get there, you're going to start to believe it too. And it's going to make a huge difference. And so, you know, I started to, to feed my body in ways that would make it work better. So eating enough protein to maintain muscle, eating fruits and vegetables to help my system, drinking water, all of that stuff just to just, you know, because why not? Because I maybe let's try it out and see if it works. And lo and behold, you know, my dialogue upstairs got better, started to feel stronger, I started to feel happier. And that kind of just snowballed into me, you know, getting out of my eating disorder. And one thing that I have learned, I still I don't track my macros religiously every day. Uh, I've noticed that if I start to get into that habit, uh, the control element starts to slip in and I'm like, oh no, like I didn't hit my macros today. Is that a reflection of my character? Blah, blah. Like that voice is still in there sometimes, but I'm definitely stronger than her now. And I can say, I don't need to track my macros today. I just need to be mindful of what I'm eating. I just need to be clean and uh, aware and that will be enough because I am enough, no matter what that number on the scale says. I also truthfully, guys, just stopped weighing myself. Every once in a while, I'll step on the scale just for like, you know, a, a reference point of how I think I'm doing. But I use I use measurements like, how do my clothes fit? How do I move? How does it feel when I run? How do I sleep? How do I recover? I use those metrics instead of a number on a scale because the number on the scale is so fucking triggering to me still that I'm like, oh my God, like I used to be, I mean, guys, I'm six feet tall and I used to weigh 120 pounds. 
<laughs> that that is absolutely not okay, not healthy, not a good way at all. Um, but I think now I sit around like 160, 165, and that is great for me. I mean, if I'm training for something, I've started running again, and so I no- I notice that I'm starting to shed a little bit of weight. But it really, I go I go more based on feel and aesthetics now, like. Do I look good? Great. Then I feel good. But it's not this contorted, twisted picture of what I think I should look like based on other people. It's purely just me. And that relationship with my body has taken so long to cultivate, so long to cultivate and be okay with how I look and how I feel. And it's a journey, guys. And if you're struggling with an eating disorder, please know that that voice inside your head is not you. That's not how you that's not how you need to feel about yourself. You're absolutely in control of that. And so yeah, I mean, I don't think we need to get into more nitty-gritty details about eating disorders. I kind of just wanted to bring it to the forefront, kind of bring that part of my shadow out to you guys and if you're struggling, please reach out to someone. I know I've said that a million times, but it took it took someone knocking me across the head essentially to to admit that I needed help and that I wasn't stronger than this thing that I was dealing with. And so you can get, I had an online therapist that I met with weekly that helped me with this. I also had friends that, you know, unfortunately wouldn't let me go to the bathroom by myself when we went out to eat, they would come with me and I'd get so frustrated, but they were like, we're doing this because we care about you. And you know, when you look at it from that perspective, it does hold a lot of weight. And I think the biggest lesson that I learned from that is I am not above help and I don't, (laughs) this is rich. We're having a realization right now. I sometimes still feel that way in a few areas of my life. Like, Oh, I don't need to ask for help. I can do it myself uh, because I don't like admitting weakness. And for me, that was a really big area of weakness. That was something, I mean, I was supposed to be the athlete, the nutrition coach, the, you know, mighty one when it came to taking care of your body and behind the curtain, I was really damaging my body to the point where, you know, I, I still, I hadn't had my surgery yet. This was eight years ago and I lost my menstrual cycle completely because I was working out too much and I wasn't eating And so my adrenal glands got messed up. I had adrenal fatigue. I lost my menstrual cycle. And so it took a long time for my body to kind of come back to life and to be able to take care of it. And so no aesthetic and no comparison is worth the price of your health. And the second that you realize that your health is unique to you and you don't need to look or act or be like anyone else, it's actually going to set you free. You're not going to be constrained by this thief of compare of comparison because comparison is the thief of joy, right? And so once we realize that it's all just about the things you can control, which is you, you, how you feel, how you act, how you respond, and you don't actually have to do it by yourself. And although I am talking to you guys, I am also talking to myself about that, but yeah, eating disorders are a wild time. I, I don't say that lightly. And I my heart goes out to anyone who is currently dealing with this. Uh, it can feel very lonely and feel very isolating because no one understands why you feel this obsession to look and feel and do certain things. And you're not. You're not alone. 
You don't have to be in it by yourself. There's support out there for you. You can always reach out to me. I can point you in the direction of some resources or just reaching out to a family member or a friend or a partner would help immensely. So I'm here for you guys. Thank you for listening to me for my my rambling and I will talk to you next week. Have a good week, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate you. If you want to keep up with all the happenings, be sure to like, follow, subscribe. You know the drill. You can also find me on Instagram at samadams7 and find out more about the biz at sunflowerагencies.com. That's S-N-F-L-W-R agencies.com. Thanks, guys.